0: namaste Welcome to another trigger-proof transmission it's been a while it feels like a while if I haven't been live in two or three days I start to feel I don't know it's weird it's kind of like working out for some people if you're really big into the gym um, if you're big into exercise if you're big into doing something you really love and then you don't do it for a few days you kinda miss it Um, teaching and sharing things that I've literally just integrated with client calls that are revelations from people that I've been working with in this community (coughs) or some triggers of my own that come up that cause me to kinda go inside and gather the information from them so that I can then kind of expand my boundary of who I am which is really what you can do when you really master this stuff Um, The trigger doesn't have to be something that causes you to run away, it can actually be something that opens your heart deeper if you learn how to trigger-proof yourself, really. And so a lot of this stuff, these things, this content comes from questions that you have as a viewer, listener, I'm listening, you send them to me, DMs about relationships, about nervous system health, about interpersonal trauma, about divorce, about separation, about infidelity, um, about relationship breakdowns. Like a lot of times it's like, uh, you know, a father or a mother who hasn't spoken to their kids in a long time and is feeling that uh, separation trauma. And so as a chiropractor the reason why I'm talking about this conversation you might be thinking what the hell is I ask myself this often what the hell right do you have Nima and I get these little comments as well from from some of the trolls and the haters which is part of the game right Uh, you're a chiropractor why are you talking about this concept of codependency why are you what gives you the right to talk about um, uh, trauma bonds and all of this. Like, why do you care? Like, stay in your lane. <laughs> I also get letters from the board of chiropractors saying, you know, um, what are you doing talking about this stuff? Uh, keep it about back pain, neck pain. And I learned that the back pains and the neck pains and the chronic problems that patients have been coming to me for for the last 20 years. Mostly, if it's not a clear-cut, you know, injury structural issue, there's an emotional injury that's been um, kind of suppressed or repressed or hasn't really been properly dealt with, and. The human who's been injured emotionally, usually from a childhood attachment wound, usually from sexual trauma, physical trauma, emotional trauma, at the hands of their caregivers and family, early on family dynamics of unconsciousness. Because let's face it, we're just, we are products of the environments that we're born into, and the parents and their parents and their parents and grandparents and all of that stuff. So we literally unconsciously get born into the world where the collective regulation or dysregulation of the nervous system will impact us. And the quality of those early attachments start to impact our health and well-being. It's been well documented that chronic health issues, many of the ones that patients were coming to see me for, have early attachment traumas, adverse childhood events. You have one of those, obesity, you have, you have one, an adverse childhood event, could be anything overly stimulating to a child, and I've done many posts and videos in this group, keep scrolling down, about, you know, the, the impacts of unresolved trauma in our bodies. From childhood from events that we don't even know about and so patients are coming to me with all of these things and it was 10 years ago when I decided when I started seeing the correlation just with patients that I was like this is I want to address this so 10 years ago I began teaching in my office it started off in my office and now it's worldwide now I have people all over the world, It started like 12 years ago, me getting out of my chiropractic lane and starting to go, guys, I just noticed a huge correlation. And the correlation is that unresolved attachment wounds fuck up our health. Pardon my language. I uh, just got a, a note from somebody saying, Nima, you, I believe you're doing God's work, but you have a potty mouth. So I'm like, okay. I'll work on it. Especially especially, um, especially now that I'm having a kid, it'd be a good time for me to now start reining that stuff in. <laughs> so I'm making a commitment to you to um, work a little bit on that. I mean, sometimes it's warranted, at other times it can be a gratuitous use. I'm a work in progress. It's kind of like understanding boundaries learning people's boundaries and wanting to be respectful of people's boundaries and really wanting a very important message to land and if I'm using language that uh, (coughs) causes certain people because of their history and because of their kind of idealisms and standards not to hear a very important message then I'm going to alter my public uh, stuff uh, on social media uh, to to make it more um, mentally digestible for more people without compromising the heart and soul that's my commitment to you okay so I'm gonna work on it (laughs) thank you Jessica for this Uh, All right. so um what I discovered as this chiropractor wanting to go deeper this this correlation between attachment wounds I then set off on a quest to help teach people that the problem is I was teaching it on a cognitive level and on a cognitive level I didn't really understand attachment because attachment isn't a cognitive thing and if we're talking about codependency you're going to understand that the conversation about codependency isn't a cognitive rational choice that you're making when you're in a codependent situation because rationally we understand we have a very good intellect of what should and shouldn't happen right? But the problem is, when we're dealing with issues like codependency and trauma bonds, the rational mind ceases to work and we are now governed by something deeper. And this is our work. This is our work. And the thing is, I was teaching healing those healing those early past, you know, stories of victimhood, stories of challenge, uh, things that we haven't really got over. Cognitively, I was teaching the tools to shift that. But deep down inside, I was living, the way that I was living, was incongruent with one that was able to have a secure attachment. I, the entire time I was learning and teaching, was mired in codependency. Now, when I was a child, my mother would jump into the bedroom, whatever I was doing, just walk in. unannounced and I would ask for space and my experience growing up with my mother was that every time I presented a space boundary I need space please time like that kinda thing it was met with defensiveness it was met with shame with ridicule and so what I learned at that time with my relationship with the feminine with my mother was that there was an emotionally, uh, emotionally volatile woman who couldn't regulate herself and was overstepping my bounds of space to make me responsible for her emotions, to fix it, to solve it, to be good, whatever. And if I couldn't do that, the experience was, was that love was taken away. Now, I love my mother. She's an amazing mom. She's amazing. This was all happening unconsciously. She had no idea that this is what she was doing. All she knew was my behavior was triggering her, her upset, her shame, her whatever. And because of her inability to regulate that, I was responsible. It was kind of dumped down on me. So my questions, my requests for space and time were not. Um, met with, oh, I totally, with, with respect. So that experience, guess what I was pulled towards in my romantic relationships? I would experience a pull towards emotionally volatile women who didn't understand boundaries and were enmeshed with me, just like I had with my mother. Let me know if you can resonate with this. A trauma bond is when we repeat the same dynamics that we had as a child with our partner, with our romantic partner. What we're doing energetically, it's our physiological inner child type of embodiment, trying to finally get love from the person that we never really could, that felt that we could get love from so it's a it's the body's replication it's the unconscious I say the body which is your unconscious mind it's your unconscious mind's attempt to replicate what was familiar what was incomplete yet oh so familiar that's why you get this love at first sight pull. this is a very good telltale sign of a of a trauma bond if you have like instant chemistry fireworks with incredible passion chances are you are walking right into a trauma bond if you don't believe me look back on those frickin fireworks love at first sight whatever type of situation where it was heavily sexually charged like extreme polarity, Ooh, extreme ups, extreme downs and so what happens is we unknowingly create these codependent codependent trauma bonds this codependency where there's a blurred line of boundaries codependency means that you give up yourself in order to please the other person codependency is basically at its root is that I'm not good where I am and I need that outside so that I can validate my existence and I believe that we are the the real pandemic that we're dealing with is codependency and it's kind of like a it's it's like an addiction it's an addiction that we have to externals to a person outside of us and codependency could be towards like clients could be towards money could be towards um, you know affection for the feminine and so what happened is I was involved and immersed in a codependent relationship the whole time I was helping people and what would happen is it was a trauma trauma bond it was this constant experience of not feeling seen <clears throat> me wanting my own space her because of her trauma bond and her abandonment her fear of abandonment trying to block me from going away fearful as hell of of, of me going away encroaching my space me just wanting to pull away and just wanting to be seen and understood and not blamed and played victim to and we went through this huge drama triangle dance which is very very indicative of a trauma bond and i realized after things got cyclical abusive horrendous i stopped and i said all right there's a piece here that i'm missing i'm trying to trying to help people heal I'm trying to like I have the methods to do it it's amazing but me myself I can't create a secure attachment I don't even know what that looks like and the first part of dissolving that shame for me which is what I'm sharing for you this is your journey as well you're, you're called on to do this as well is to drop the shame of, of creating your codependency because there's nothing to be ashamed about there's nothing to be ashamed that you turn into this freaking psychotic individual, this person who get gets triggered beyond measure, the person who acts in such wounded what traditionally everybody talks about toxic ways I don't believe anybody's toxic I think we're just wounded Uh, there's you're toxic they're toxic we're all just wounded (laughs) we're all the same Um, and we're acting from our unconsciousness so that's the first step there's a great deal of shame involved and I want to be part of the solution that tries to dissolve the shame because when you understand it from a nervous system level you realize there's nothing to be ashamed of you are not in control in those moments. The mom- that's why you can be such a badass at work and just be a boss babe or whatever you like to call yourself or a queen or da 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 I'm the ch- whatever it is that you like to call yourself because you're all that at work. The second you make a, an attachment in the uh, relationship front boom all bets are off. You are now not the one in control you are now governed by your unconscious mind it is the one that's driving the bus for you it's not rational no amount of willpower will break you break your need to just somebody said just don't don't worry about what people think that's a cognitive thing my body still is terrified right it's that's that's the work so the first step is for you to drop the shame of it and i'm gonna give you some signs to know as I'm gonna give you these signs so that you can see what you know a trauma bond is what it looks like so that you can recognize it everything I want to to kind of give you a preface is that there's no shame that you need to feel about this this is not a shaming you this this community is about making sense of the nervous system and when you really understand it from a neurological perspective that person you were are entangled for a very specific reason very predictable it's very um, you know adaptive so it's not toxic it's adaptive and the good news is if you're committed there's a way out if you're committed you can untangle it's not gonna happen with a weekend workshop it's not gonna happen with some sort of guru or whatever making bold promises No, it's you becoming the old the your hero you committing to a process you committing to a journey you being guided into your heart you being guided back into safety in your body and I'm gonna show you what then when you do what then happens on the other side what what a real healthy relationship looks like because if you haven't had one modeled to you from growing up then don't expect yourself to understand the skills involved in creating a secure attachment if you haven't had one modeled after you If you haven't seen a good example of what a secure attachment looks like don't expect to have the skills to create one in your own life. I didn't. And in fact, I had to stop working, I stopped coaching, I stopped doing everything so that I could figure out this holy grail of human existence for me is creating a secure attachment. All the success in the world doesn't really matter. Hey Jamie, what's up? all the success in the world doesn't really matter until you get how to the skills it's a skill I want you to understand it's a skill there's no finish line it's like surfing you're gonna learn how to surf your triggers okay but I wanna help you understand how to um, know what a trauma bond looks like alright so I took some notes so the first thing that I want you to look at in a trauma bond it's one of the signs is when you have a constant focus on another person with a fear of abandonment when you're constantly focusing on somebody else constantly like obsessed with something with a fear of abandonment this could be with clients this could be with a friend when you have that that's a sign of a trauma bond okay number two is a lack of boundaries space and clear autonomy between you and your partner or the other person <clears throat> now boundaries is so big I mean it's a definition of, it's a definition of who I am right here you know you're coming in your the, the amount you talk to me me speaking up for myself it's like we have this invisible definition and context of who we are called our boundaries if we've never taken the time to define them, never understand why they got trampled over in the first place, learned how to communicate them without fear, shame, Uh, well there's fear, there's usually it's not fun to set up a boundary knowing that the other person's going to get triggered this happens with my clients constantly, this is why I do what I do I'm helping primarily a lot of women, uh, men too men are becoming more and more interested in, but primarily women who are emotionally, you know, not be not able to regulate in that moment and then need me in that moment. And so my willingness to say, can I take a bound can I set a boundary often is met with, But what are you talking about? You know, it's like I thought, you know, what about what about everything I did for you? It's like you get it from the other side and it's it's not easy so when I say without fear there's fear and guilt involved in fact in order to learn how to do this well you gotta start getting better at guilt you gotta start getting better at understanding these emotions you gotta start being able to 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 define it in your body You gotta be able to talk about it and the best way is to feel what's coming up and then have a community of people talking about it but if you have a lack of boundary space and clear autonomy uh, and you're not able to communicate that when there is a transgression. It's really important uh, to be able to kind of, when there's a rupture, to be able to repair it because ruptures are going to happen. It's normal part of relationships. So when you ha- don't have boundaries, space, and clear autonomy, that's a sign of a trauma bond. The third one is when you have this kind of like emotionally addictive cycle of being abandoned and rejected, and then finally being chosen again it's this feeling that's very familiar being abandoned and then repair it's like the makeup then abandoned and then chosen it's like this this drama cycle that we actually become addicted to because that's exactly how it used to be when you were younger you know let me know if any of this is resonating number four is the fear of the person's reaction that creates secrecy and hiding so a lot of times people will reach out who are stuck in relationship challenges and, and i will be like great, I'd love to chat with you and your partner and then here's what they say oh no, no, I don't want my partner to know I'm having this conversation and doing this and I'm like no, then we're not a fit <laughs> I mean this is exactly this is exactly um, the problem if you're not able to have a conversation about healing. People reach out all the time I'm like, great, I'd love to chat with you and your husband. Oh no, he'll never go for it. Okay, then, then if you're empowered to make a choice, let's talk. No, I can't do it unless I get his permission. I'm like, okay, you're not a fit. You gotta either be empowered or be in alignment with one another, either empowered or in alignment. You don't have to be in alignment, but if you're not in alignment, you gotta be empowered and if you're not empowered then you have to be in alignment i want to talk to them but the fact is if you have secrecy because of and you can't say things because of a fear of the other person's reaction this is an insecure attachment this is a trauma bond and and 100% common nothing to be ashamed of it's just the way that it is because you haven't yet learned the skills this is not a shame shaming you type of thing this is how i lived for freaking all my life, all my life until I was like, oh my god, I'm in a trauma bond. Oh my god, what is it going to take for me to heal this? I, I can't live like this anymore. I don't care like how much success that I get. It's nothing if I'm not able to create this. And it's not my fault I didn't create it, because I didn't have any great examples. Okay, And it's not their fault. I'm not blaming them either. It's just stop blaming and just... Nima and start just stop distracting stop rescuing other people and start working on you and so that because a secure attachment which I'm gonna share a little bit later on what a secure attachment actually is is my birthright I deserve it you deserve it I deserve it I deserve to have that it's our birthright its everybody's birthright we can, we just have to make a few key shifts and the first part is to recognize where we're at and that in all likelihood we've been going through trauma bonds number five is how do you know that you have a like a trauma bond going on is there there's an intense focus on sex sexual connection why it's all about sex well on my last relationship pretty much that's all we had and it was intense, which was a very good distraction from the fact that there was no real intimacy. That feeling of being able to just be yourself, that feeling of not having anxiety. For me, it was like if I leave, like what's she gonna do? You know, like if I, I needed space badly. I needed space badly. But if I felt like I was leaving, it was like I, I don't know if I could handle the. You know, and so I'm kind of emotionally responsible because of all that, and I completely. This was a replay, this was a re- repetition, right? And so because of that distraction and underlying anxiety, then there becomes a heavy focus on the sex, and I'm not. I'm not minimizing sex. Sex is very important. It just became becomes the only thing when you're in a trauma bond it becomes because real intimacy is not possible if 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 i'm in a relationship with you and i need you i need you like i i can't live without you then i can't be real around you i have to put on a mask around you I have to pretend because I'm afraid of you leaving so that breaks my inauthenticity with you I can't be real in that relationship so because I can't be real in that relationship you don't have the whole You you and I don't have intimacy and I'm gonna turn around and blame you for all of the shit you do and how you need help and all of this stuff but I'm I'm the one in that situation I'm the one in that situation I'm the one that is in the in the situation where I you know I'm afraid to leave I don't have enough resources in myself to leave I don't have enough emotional capacity I don't have enough self-regulation I don't have enough empowerment I have disempowered myself because I can't leave now I'm trapped that is a trauma bond and it's nothing for you to be ashamed of it's something for us to to look at if you want to have secure attachment because I'm going to show you what's on the other side the next one is denying or, uh, or hiding harmful behaviors that might be alarming to those around you that's a big one because this is when things can get abusive uh, this is when things can get like volatile and I know what that's like I've been there it becomes a trap and you think you can't get out the truth is you can. You can, but you can't do it alone, but you can. You must make this a priority. It's kind of like, whew, Nima, your life is at stake. You are now called on to step up and actually heal. No more distracting. You got to face your shit. And it's, it wasn't fun, but what's what what you get on the other side is worth it the next one is a strong desire to be comforted by the person who's causing you severe emotional harm so this is a sign of a trauma bond when you badly want the approval of that person who's like really tearing your heart out (laughs) and that is because it's familiar this is kind of often on a disorganized attachment with a parent which there's so much love there there's so much love this is the person that brings you comfort and yet that person hurt you as well whether you were physically abused uh... definitely in my ex this was happening at home uh... with her mother so it was like uh, just so familiar and so wherever in every relationship she would get into with a man guess what would happen it would get it would get like that and this is why we keep repeating it with similar people because we want to be comforted by the person who hurt us which was mom or dad let me know if this is resonating with you and the last one is a chronic feeling of self-doubt that you're going crazy self-abandonment self-doubt this is one of the key components to um, this is one of the key component components to trauma bonds is self-betrayal and self-doubt and so the theme of it all the theme of all of it is self-betrayal and self uh, betrayal, and self-abandonment so that you can receive validation from another because of, of these these deep attachment wounds from childhood and so the answer is to become trigger proof the answer the answer consistently it's not to make the other person get help because if they don't want it you can't force it. it it's, I cannot tell somebody to go down their healing path I suggest it to many people reach out to me constantly and then I say okay here's the path and then they'll say oh my god but I'm so scared yeah the rational mind wonders can I do this is this going to be is this gonna actually work for me uh, I'm hopeless uh, I don't I, I. I don't know who I am um, there's a there's a deep lack of self-trust and so you gotta learn how to regulate that a lot of times people are waiting I, I need to feel safer in order to 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 heal this I don't feel safe and somebody asked earlier what do we do about this what do we do um if uh, you know we've had so much trauma where breath work and meditation are just not not um are are too terrifying and this is a sign where you have a lot of trauma that's stuck in your body when you're unable to do breath work, unable to do meditation because of fear of all of those things that come up so in those cases, we definitely need support gosh. <sighs> I sure as hell didn't do it alone (laughs) I did not go through that process alone I had guides along the way and no heroes nobody rescued me I had guides I had a community I had um, you know somebody holding space for my tears Um, it's really about finding out the little part of you that needed to be in that kind of a relationship so that they can feel worthy that little part of you needs healing and we all have that and that's why this work is so universal whether you're Muslim whether you're Baha'i whether you're uh, Hasidic Jew or Christian we have all of those people in our community we have different kind and we have atheists too and it's so ironic everybody's working together hey Sam everybody's working together to um, to kind of connect to their divinity Because trauma, separation trauma, abandonment trauma, physical trauma that we've accumulated from these attachment wounds cause our nervous systems to dysregulate. And then they cause, if we don't solve them, they cause health problems, healing crises. If we don't solve them, that's the end stage. When, When we don't solve them, we don't heal them. We don't work towards opening our hearts to them. The the relationships that were around become trauma bonds. They become codependent. They're trauma bonds. I in those times, a secure attachment is not possible. I when you're deeply involved in a trauma bond and it's deep in your body, a healthy, secure attachment will feel boring to you because you're so addicted to the chaos. Let me say that again. When you haven't really healed this, um, a secure attached relationship, which is, I'm gonna explain to you what it is, and what it looks like, what it feels like, it will feel totally boring to you. And you will be like, eh. there's no excitement in it because there's no push-pull and longing to be chosen there's actual security and I would push those types of relationships away that was like I just want the chaos with the push-pull until I learned how to become trigger-proof which is number one to regulate the nervous system these this community we have so many tools for you to to do that and and offerings everything that I offer is to help you engage in alignment with that and we were you know this is one of the faster-growing Facebook groups that I've been a part of I haven't seen it was just a couple months ago we were at like 400 people and now we're over 2000 almost Uh, and uh, why it's because people are recognizing especially during coronavirus time that we require a nervous system regulation tools we need a trigger-proof toolkit. how to get into the body, I have breath work an inner child meditation here that's coming up next Sunday in a week actually, is it in a week? yeah, it's in a week uh... it's going to be badass (laughs) Uh, and um... it's an invitation for everyone around the world where we engage in this conversation of healing and then I talk about how to regulate the nervous system, I give you the kind of the tools, the steps that we do with our clients in the community on a weekly basis, there are several people here that are walking the path with us. They're like, all right, I want to heal my relationships uh, and I want to get my nervous system in a more centered place and have access to bringing it centered when I'm kind of out of balance with it. Because that's probably the most important thing. You have a vision board, you have things in, like, you know the horizon of what you want to accomplish seldom do people say healthy nervous system in that vision board the problem is we can't enjoy all of those things in the vision board and I know that firsthand uh, when you get all of those things and then you actually aren't aren't able to sit in your own skin or look in uh, look in the mirror and say I love you to yourself like this is the most important thing nervous system regulation. The next part is we make a list of all of our resentments. The things that you have resentment towards. No bypassing. The resentments are in your body. How do you know? Well if I said uh, you know your ex or your mother. They enter a room and then they sit right next to you. How do you feel? Your body will bring up guilt. Your body will bring up resentment. Your body will bring up fear those are the things that are wise to heal those. If you wanna break free from a trauma bond stop focusing on the trauma bond and we start learning how to regulate the nervous system. That's why your partner doesn't have to be involved in this process. It'd be ideal unfortunately because of trauma bonds and all the hiding and all the bullshit and the inauthenticity it's difficult to get your partner on because there's so many lies and withholds and inauthenticities already between you so when we're like please help us alright please Nima help us alright great let's hear let's talk to you and your partner oh I can't get them on a call okay well that's your first that's your first um, obstacle you want the you want to heal from the trauma but you got to be able to have that conversation because you're actually because of codependency we don't speak up for ourselves we don't learn how to speak and so this is a part of the training it's not just kind of like watch a few modules and watch Nima perform it's not that it's you doing the work you are the hero Nima's not the hero we just guide you back to uh, into your body right and we heal those past resentments then you learn how to have empathic communication with your younger parts you learn how to create a a boundary around yourself you learn how to speak up for yourself you learn how to have uncomfortable conversations and to speak up and say hey this is what came up for me and then be able to have conflict learning the art of conflict really that's what it is is teaching your nervous system the art of conflict because what have you learned from what was your earlier you know lessons in it it's pretty pretty interesting right you start to understand why you are where you are without any guilt or shame or resentment towards your parents because they didn't have any clue either you do you can actually break the cycle and then the next the last part is commitment and community that's the probably the most important part because it's kind of like like an exercise program how's it gonna happen You know, you start where you're at. You don't have to feel safe. But I don't feel safe. Great. Start not feeling safe. Do it scared. Because that's how it goes. I'm about to have a kid. I'm not going to lie. I'll be lying if I told you that I said it. I wasn't a little concerned about the journey of becoming a dad and all all the challenges that lie ahead. And because I understand what what, what this work is about, I can actually say, um, I've got this. I know, uh, you know, I trust myself. Right? And that's what we lose because of trauma. We lose connection and trust of ourselves. And so the work becomes to to slowly allow the guidance of your nervous system to ease into that feeling of safety in your body. That ease into that feeling of being good in your, by your lonesome. So I'm going to give you a little... Um, when can you identify when you are fully healed? Good question there is no there is no finish line there is no you th- the question the better question to ask is do i have the skills to work through whatever comes up you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world which is see you at the next perfect time up on my healing journey because you're going to repeat and meet these older yo- younger parts of you again and again the question you want to ask is do I have the tools and the community to be able to navigate with whatever comes up that's why I call it trigger proof there's no finish line oh I'm done no because the work of boundaries is constantly ever expanding like I got into a conversation with a client when we were having issues with boundaries with time and uh, accessibility and I had to kind of give her uh, you know have a conversation about what you know what's okay what's not okay and this is this bound this work of boundaries and expansion its ever evolving Victoria it's evolving consistently it's never a finish line and what happens is every level up that you go you start a business, you have a new you know, you get a dog, you get a you know, work for a new place, you have a child, you have another child, you change your business. Each of these are, are a transitional anxiety and stepping up and leveling up that brings a new layer of um, old wounds up. That brings a new layer of older, y- excuse me, younger parts of you that are going to require your attention. The question you want to ask is, do I have the skills, do I have the skills and the community to, to meet <clears throat> with whatever comes up? Because there's no finish line. There's never going to be a time well, <clears throat> where all the younger parts of Nima have now completely healed that totally f- felt seen. I'm gonna go through life and get triggered that's going to reveal another part the question is do I have the skills to go back and self-resource that's it you never get there you never ever ever get there you have moments of connect of reconnection and disconnection that's what love is is about falling out of love and back in love out of love and back in love to a relationship to a relationship with you this is about awareness and practice and so how do you know when you have got it right well this was what I decided that I was going to dedicate my life to and that's what all of the trainings our breath work is coming up soon I'll leave the link and the overview experiences at the end of the month do not miss these and if you have any questions about this and something that I've shared go ahead and send me a DM with you know if you're actually serious about solving this send me a DM with the story and I would love to speak uh, see if you would like the opportunity if we'd like the opportunity to to have a a chance to chat with you Um, you know if you're actually empowered and you're aligned with a codependency that you want to break free from and solve you can we have people that are doing this but if they're aligned they don't have to be you don't have to be empowered but if you're empowered to make your own choice you don't have to be aligned but if you're um, not empowered you do have to be aligned I wanna I wanna meet both of you ideally ideally Uh, and I'd like to see what your story is all about what came up for you in this conversation where did you see yourself and then where do you wanna be cuz that's what the last part of this conversation is about where you would love to be how do I know cuz several of you are now dating and how do I know what a secure relationship is like I haven't had it modeled I've been codependent all my life I don't know that was the question I asked so I did my research and I got some training and uh, lo and behold here I am two years later um, with a baby on the way and I'm just a testament the reason why I'm talking about this is not just from a neuroscience perspective from kind of like a training and teaching as a teacher of this stuff of a student and facilitator of healing for the last 20 years in various forms I'm actually the president and I'm a client. (laughs) It's like the hair club for men. I'm not only the president, I'm also a client. So, what does a secure relationship feel like? Well, it's when you feel predominantly relaxed with your partner most of the time. So, when Diana comes in and I see her, I check my body. My body doesn't go, oh shit, you know what I mean? There isn't that state. If that comes up and you don't feel relaxed most of the time, then you're teetering on an insecure type of relationship in towards codependency trauma bond which is not nothing for you to be ashamed of, because there's good news it can you can solve this there's an ease and flow between being close in connection and then the times that are you're in alone in your space and your own aloneness so there's a flow in other words there it's not scary or anxiety producing separating from one another or oh my gosh we're gonna see one another again it's just kind of like a flow you know I walk into the I I, now I walk into the room when I'm uh, into the apartment and I see Diana I can give her a big hug there's just this hi baby it's just kind of like because that's what attachment is I want you to look at it like cords that you and the other person are attached to it's like an attachment like a cord and ruptures separation, they're still kind of like cords. You're still tethered to one another uh, when there's a secure attachment. And when you hit a glitch, it becomes relatively easy for you to kind of apologize, to brainstorm a win-win, or to repair any kind of misattunement or rupture or misunderstanding. That's how you know you're you know in a uh, in a secure relationship and it's a feeling when you're in a secure relationship you genuinely have the feeling that that you and the other person that you're kind of like good at heart there's a genuine trust in the other person's um, uh, intentions God when I was in my trauma bond I didn't have that we didn't really trust one another It's so weird it felt so uh, weird but we knew it wasn't good but we just kept going in that cycle and now I understand why there's nothing for me to be ashamed of it's just work that I hadn't done I hadn't found a you know somebody to help me through it you know this was one of one of our clients uh, Eve she was uh, in a trauma bond uh, and when she first started she was like I don't know who I am I'm a, I feel like a jellyfish um, I don't know who, where I am. I don't know if I'm in the right relationship or not. I don't feel inspired to be with this person. Da, 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 da. So we went through uh, this process that I'm t- teaching you about nervous system regulation. We cleared her past um, you know, traumas. Uh, we cleared her past stories of victimhood and then con- helped her connect with those younger parts of her. And then she was doing the work herself she did it herself but now i just saw on facebook a picture of her with her new partner saying i i'm the, the most wonderful man i've ever met in my life and when you see them in the photos they look like relaxed with one another there's just kind of like you see it you want you look at pictures of couples you can actually feel the inauthenticity within them you can feel it it's in their nervous system right when they're incongruent it's kind of like a it's a kind of like a show that they're putting on which I totally know about four years of doing that I could see it myself and then when it's actually genuine there's a different sense in it and that was what she was she's now in a secure relationship. Um, you prioritize keeping agreements with one another okay so it's like oh I made an agreement with with her. That's important. I want to hold to the agreement, which they're flexible yet they're yet they're firm, firm and flexible at the same time, right? Um, secure relationships basically feel like you're, you know, discovering and attempting to meet the needs of your partner, and here's the key: to feel comfortable expressing your own needs and receiving their attention and care. This is a big challenge for you rescuer codependence types don't feel worthy of and deserving of receiving right that is a classic trauma bond in a secure relationship both parties feel hey what about me as well in a in a fun playful way you know so um, that's a that's a he- a healthy relationship doesn't mean that you don't have needs it doesn't mean that they won't meet them sometimes. It just means that you're an adult and you're able to express what your needs are. That's a, that's the hallmark of a secure relationship. If you're dating somebody, one tip that I can give you as a date is ask them to meet your needs early on. See how they respond and react. That will tell you. They will tell you. That will tell you early on if this is a um, healthy relationship. If you express your need what you have and then they respect it you're now kind of like ah you're now building towards a secure attachment we totally help our clients with all of this stuff it's really really super duper neat uh, and it works I mean I'm I'm a living I I am not only the president I'm also a client you know this everything that I'm telling you is I'm teaching it because I needed it most myself Secure relationships actively protect your partner from harm. It's like it's this this pull that I have. You know, I'm walking with Diana, and for some reason, we are in downtown. People just kind of like, you know, have something to say to her constantly. She's constantly being bombarded. It's weird. People just you know just talking to her constantly, and so people just walk up to her, and I'm like I'm like getting in the like I'm like protecting her. I have this pull inside of me to protect her and she also has that for me as well that's a good sign if you have that you're in a secure relationship um, what happens is you attempt to maintain safety in the relationship and trusting your partner to be a safe haven for you so trust and safety that's the hallmark of a secure relationship which is boring if you're addicted to chaos like oh that person's safe You know, I'm not interested that's a sign that you're pulled towards the bad boy or the bad girl there's some healing for you to do, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with you That was, you know, my ex was a former uh, stripper and, and uh, uh, madam, an escort, like all of the above, so there's nothing sh- shameful about it, it's just you're not pulled towards safety, you're like, oh danger I'm going after that, that's a good sign of a trauma bond and you can heal from that um, <clears throat> one of the classic presentations when you know you're in a secure relationship is you're able to look at your partner with kindness and caring and then you actually look forward to spending time together that it's not like this stressful thing and it's not just because of them you gotta take responsibility for your part in that of course they have their wounds of course they have their traumas it's not for you to tell them to fix it let me say that again it's not for you to tell them to fix it because that's probably a repetition from their childhood from a mother who constantly had them feeling like they're not enough right, I'm just warning you people message me all the time my boyfriend needs to so and so he needs you and I'm like no he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't until he actually is keen on learning the skills and healing his own nervous system that's it those are the only people that that this will be helpful to not somebody forced into it against their will is not the, because I'm not the one fixing anybody. You are the one that's helping become more compassionate to those younger parts. That's all this is, and you have the ability to respect your partner's privacy and the respect the boundaries of the relationship. Oh, this is big. It was so weird to have a relationship where I have somebody who totally respects my boundaries like constantly respects my boundaries makes makes the respect of my boundaries her priority i have no choice but to like give her my whole heart <laughs> cuz i had never experienced that before i had always been with women who just trampled over my boundaries for space trampled constantly and you know i could sit here and play victim to them but it was me that called that in and this is <clears throat> that was my work to do. And when I did, boom, secure relationship. <clears throat> One of the key components is they come to you and you go to them when for celebrations, and then they come to you and you go to them when, you know shitty times uh, where wounds and stuff are coming up. So that's a good sign of a secure relationship. And the the final thing that I wanted to to share is that it it feels safe and uh, for connection connection and physicality and touch physical touch and attention and connection are safe places and so that is uh, what what the secure relationship feels like does it happen overnight no but it comes with a commitment and so let me know what resonates Uh, let me know what resonates with you, what resonated in this give me a hashtag replay and write down what it was and if you feel called and you're actually curious um, you're ready to overcome, override those little stories of the rational mind is this real? do I need to do this? what if it was the other person? and just you know make a claim for your you know healthy relationship make a claim to heal from codependency and 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 to fill within you what you're looking outside of you and and get help get support Uh, sometimes it helps to have a ventral tether somebody who's outside of you who um, is able to help see you and who's walked that path before so let me know if this was a uh, relevant for you what came up and send me a DM with your details and your story if you're willing to um, unpack it and heal from it See you at the next perfect time.